Hey, everybody. I'm Bill. That's Rich. How's it going, Rich? Going pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. If you guys didn't know, this is On Deck, the PC gaming podcast, and I hope that you guys are all awesome. And thank you very much to all of the live people for waiting just a little bit. We're starting about 15 minutes late, and that is completely my fault. Uh, So sorry about that. Anyway, we are here to talk about PC gaming and the Steam Deck. And Rich, why don't you tell everybody where they can find your stuff right here at the beginning, so that if uh, uh, if they don't know, which they probably do, uh, who you are <laughs> and where, where where they can find all your stuff. Absolutely. So I am Fandadeck at everything. So YouTube uh, at Fandadeck and Twitter at Fandadeck, um, and I cover the Steam Deck and PC gaming. Awesome. Very yeah, cool. I love it. Yeah, it's really it, it's it's fun. Like. The the there's something about the Steam Deck that makes makes PC gaming more interesting to me than it's been in a really really long time. And you know there there's the PC gamers that that just have been living, breathing, and eating PC gaming for a really long time. I did back in the day, and then I switched to mm-hmm. consoles. And this consoleized experience that Valve has given us has kind of re-sparked my my interest in. Uh, PC gaming and games on Steam, and and it's just it's fantastic, and I'm having such a blast with it. Absolutely, absolutely agreed. And I'd also say that like there are different really strong communities, like the Steam input community, the handheld PC community, mm-hmm. and I feel like Steam Deck brings them all together in one place. Absolutely, yeah, a hundred percent. I think that there's, and that's a really good way to put it. Um, that it, it's a it's a really good way to bring a bunch of people who would be off in their own little corners and pushes them away from the corners and into the middle of the room, which is, is awesome. All right, let's start with the show. We've got a lot of stuff to cover, but uh, the first thing that I wanted to talk about is this thing right here. Uh, I know that uh, you have one of these as well. I'm going to try and get it. It's my stupid face is in the way. There we go. Uh, You can see this thing. It's called the deck mate and you and I uh, both have one of these things. Yes. You want to tell people real quick what it is? Cause it's really cool. Yes. So it's a little piece. I think um, the person that created this uh, was first testing it out with 3d printing, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it goes on the steam deck and you can add attachments to it, like a kickstand uh, as well as an adhesive, like a universal adapter that, that adheres to either, hard drive, portable hard drive, or a power bank. Um, and then they have a wall mount too. And I didn't really get any use of the wall mount, but I, I played around with the kickstand as well as with the power bank, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, overall, I have to say that the engineering that has gone into this thing is really impressive. Like the, Very. like if you look at say like the Nintendo switch, which is made by a big company with lots and lots of dollars and this was made by somebody with a whole lot less resources than the nintendo (laughs) switch this kickstand is awesome it's really awesome now the one downside to the deck mate if if it's a downside for you is you cannot use it with a case i mean you can use it with like you could just put it in your regular steam deck case but if you've got like a thing that goes around your Steam Deck, you can't. So if you're using Project Kill Switch, can't use this. It's incompatible. It. But they could always make one that would be compatible, but then Project Kill Switch has a kickstand anyway. Um, mm-hmm. My one gripe with this 
is, man, is it hard to take off. As somebody who tries lots of different stuff with the Steam Deck, like right. a, a company will send me a thing, and I'll be like, oh, I'll try that out, like that kind of thing. I put this on my Steam Deck. Here's my Steam Deck, and I've got it uh, without my Project Kill Switch on it case right now because I was just doing a video about like my favorite accessories for the the, yeah. the Steam Deck, and I wanted to be able to like have this out. But when I put this on here, it, like it's designed perfectly, snaps on really, really well. But then trying to take it off, there's this lip that goes between the top. You guys cannot see it on my on my or on my camera, but there's this lip where it goes between the bottom uh, plastic and the top plastic, and I feel like it gets caught there. And it didn't it didn't damage it, but man, getting it past that is tough and it makes like a sound that's like oh i don't like that sound that i just heard and i looked and i inspected and i was like okay i didn't do any damage to it but that scared me but this thing even if i don't use it for anything else this is going to be sitting on my desk forever because it is just so fidgety and nice it's got like really really nice uh spring-loaded uh, design to it where you can just kind of squeeze it and then you can fold the kickstand back and forth. This is a fantastic kickstand and the people who designed this did a great job. All the other stuff that's in it, nah, I don't really care about that, but that kickstand is fantastic. So that's the, you, the deck do, mate. Go ahead. Do you find yourself needing extra battery life at all? Even if I did, I wouldn't I wouldn't like strap a battery to my, I, I understand that people might want to strap their battery to the steam deck. I I'm not that guy. Like I'll play it. And if it dies, I'll plug it in and either play with it plugged in or I'll just set it down and go do something else. I, do you t- find yourself playing for on the steam deck for like hours upon hours upon hours at a time? No, not. So I did take a flight recently and that it was an issue there, but generally speaking, I play for an hour to two hours max at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and same here. And so, like, I I totally get everybody complaining about the battery life of the Steam Deck. I it it, it is limited, especially if you're playing very demanding AAA games. It's a super limited thing. But at the same time, we also have to be uh, you know cognizant that it is a very small i mean small relative it's a small portable device that's playing these games that are you know ps4 and xbox one level games and it's playing them for a couple of hours i personally think that that's impressive and i wouldn't want the deck to be any heavier than it already is and if you added a battery like yeah you can like the 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 deck mate comes with all this extra stuff and I could stick a battery on that and then bring it with me, but I wouldn't want to have to hold it with the extra weight of the battery in my hands. That would be rough. Did you have to use that at all on the on the flight? Because I know that you you traveled recently. Yeah, so I didn't have to use it, thankfully. I mean, everywhere I went, even on the plane, there was an outlet. So I was fine the whole time. And that I, I said this in, in, in a video, like in my accessories video before the Steam Deck came out. Mm-hmm. I wondered, you know, how much use I would get out of a battery pack. And I, I have used it from time to time, but generally speaking, even on the plane, I didn't need it, I would say. Yeah, this is the battery pack, and this is in my this is in my video um, for my favorite accessories, but this is the battery pack that I'm using. I didn't see yours yet, yep. um, but this one is a 65-watt, 20,000 milliamp hour 
battery pack. It's ha- it has a little a little window on it that tells you how much uh, charge it has left right now. It's at 100% because I haven't used it uh, recently. Um, this thing's great. And if you need to charge your Steam Deck, it can do that. But it and it doesn't like I don't get the low power warning or anything like that. So that's awesome. Right. But honestly, this would be more for use for like if I'm traveling and we're like using GPS and stuff. Like if my wife and I went to say New York City or something like that, that we would bring this to charge our phones, which would be much more likely for me. I know that I'm kind of weird. I don't use the Steam Deck outside of my house very often. Like I use it on the couch, I use it on the couch downstairs, uh, but I don't really take it places because if I'm going somewhere, I'm busy doing real life stuff, and I know that's same a weird here. thing. <laughs> no, same here for me. When I, I, you know, like you, I'm playing it on the couch. I'm playing it in bed before going to sleep, but I'm not really taking it out with me. I'm not like you said. When I'm doing, when I'm outside, I'm I'm just doing real life stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of people out there who do take it with them, and they use it all the time in portable situations. And so, a, a, an extra battery would be huge for them. And that's the one that I recommend. Make sure you check out uh, my video and Rich's video uh, about the accessories that we use. Um, I, is that the battery you used? Because like it ha- I saw you nodding as soon as I picked it up. Yes, basis yeah. is that the one? I, I don't know. I have no idea how to say it, but yes. yes that's the yep that's the one i'm using yeah it's really nice and it's not too heavy you can throw it in your bag and not really need to worry about it it'll charge your steam deck i think like one and a half times or something like that um but i think it's awesome like martin uh matias fernandez martinez hopefully i didn't butcher your name man i apologize if i did they said i use it in public transport yeah i mean if you like for sure I was late to the show because I was picking up my son from his his uh, his sports practice, right? And I guess a minute away, <laughs> so I don't <laughs> I don't have to worry about public transport. Like I I don't go very far in my day to day life. If I was somebody who like lived in New York City or like a big city, and I had to like sit on a bus or a train or something like that, then the Steam Deck would get a whole lot more use from me in those situations. But right now, I, I just use it at home. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And speaking of using the Steam Deck, uh, well, let's talk about the games that we've been playing. Why don't you start us off? You've been playing a game called Cultic. I've never heard of this. Yes. Okay. Cultic is awesome. Do you like like um, old school first person shooters? Hell yes. All right. Good. 
So this is right up that alley. So this is by 3D Realms. The, they're the publisher. And that's a familiar a that's contra- a familiar name to old people like me. <laughs> Absolutely. So there was a controversy earlier this month with a game called Scorn, which people thought was going to be a great shooter, looked like it had great shooter mechanics, but also had some horror atmosphere. And it kind of turned out the opposite, where it was meant to be a story rich game and it had really, really good horror atmosphere, but the shooting mechanics were pretty light. And so this might be what you want if you were expecting Scorn to be a really good shooter. Coltic is an amazing shooter, and it has very strong horror elements, but it's not necessarily a focus. The focus is just good build engine era shooting. So it plays like Duke Nukem or even more like Blood from back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is just the first chapter. So instead of doing sort of an early access uh, the developer released the first chapter for $10. Oh, okay. So it's like um, episodic gaming. Exactly. Okay. That sounds cool. Uh, and yep. listen, if you talk about like old school style first person shooters, <clears throat> I mean, that is that is absolutely my jam. I remember playing. And by the way, I don't think that the game actually looks this choppy, everybody. This is just because my computer is doing too much right now. And I need to have like a better graphics card. Um, you can see everything that's going on. It looks, oh man, I love the art style of this. It's absolutely beautiful. It looks like somebody took, we were, they were trapped in the old days, but they were able to update it with some modern sensibilities, but keep that graphical style, which always appeals to me. Oh man, that's cool. All right. So that's Cultic Chapter One. And you can pick that up. There is a demo. By the way, you can you can download that demo and try it out. And when you were playing it on the Steam Deck, were you using the um, the the thumbsticks or were you using yep. the uh, trackpads? So I am. I this is my second game now where I am getting used to Flickstick. I saw your stream. I want to say a couple of weeks ago where you're sort of getting you're afraid to start using Flickstick. And I was there. I was afraid to start using. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is now the second game where I'm practicing it. I'm getting very much more adept now. I'm better with the flick stick than I am with trackpad. Um, so I've been using that and gyro. The okay. problem with gyro was I couldn't use it on the plane. So I couldn't play oh, Cultic while right. I was flying. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Um, because any tiny, <laughs> any tiny little movement and your your mouse is all over the place because that's how you are. Exactly. Oh, I went to hit the wrong button. I'm sorry. Um if I do that again, let me know. I didn't mean to put it on okay. me. Uh, it's just where the buttons usually are. But yeah, if you're on the plane, then any t- tiny little movement means that you're constantly doing this uh, shakiness with your with your mouse. So that's too bad that you couldn't play it that way. Um, yep. So you feel like like flick stick is the way to go. You feel starting to feel more confident with it. I like it. Yeah. So if you you said it in the stream, but if you want to turn around, you want to do a 180 turn. You just flick down. And there you are. You're you're turned around. So I like it a lot. It's a lot more. Uh, what's the word? Like snappy. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm enjoying it. That's awesome. I think it's the way to go. I keep trying it in Doom, and I think it's a problem because it's a game that I've played before, and I yeah. need to play a game that I've never played before in order to really uh, get get like get my brain wrapped around it. And so I, maybe I'll pick up cultic. I mean, like, like I said, there's a demo, so I might check that out. All right. 
I want to talk about a game that I have been playing, and I don't want to talk about it too long because I've talked about this game a million times on a million different shows, and it's because of Emudeck. Like, I recently um, reset up Emudeck on my Steam Deck, and I got it all reinstalled and everything, and I got all my ROMs on there, and I you know, spent the weekend re-scraping all my ROMs. The reason I had to do it all over again was not because anything was wrong with Emudeck, but was because as a content creator, I was trying different things. And so I had Emudeck set up. I switched over to RetroDeck. And then when the new Emudeck came out last week, I reinstalled it. And of course, now that I've reinstalled it, I'm like, oh, let's go try this game. Let's try that game, as you do when it comes to, to retro gaming. And a huge mistake, huge mistake. If you guys looked at the thumbnail on the YouTube channel, you can see the the attack animation of my main character from uh, Shining Force. And like when I can hear the music, as soon as I think about that game, I immediately think of, I can hear the music in my head. Like it is playing in my head right now. And if you have played Shining Force, then you know exactly what battle music I'm talking about. It is so friggin' good. Have you, you're, you're, you're quite a bit younger than me. Have you ever played um, Shining Force? I don't know that I'm that much younger. Well, um, you but, look but, younger. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. No, I haven't played Shining Force. I did have a Genesis growing up, mm-hmm. um, but it, yeah, that was not one of the titles. It's one of those that's in my, I really need to play this. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's incredibly fun. And I've been playing the first Shining Force all over again, um, especially amazing because you can, like, when I get to a big battle, I click in the two sticks, I hit a save state, and then I go play. And if it goes real badly, I just reload right from that point, and I don't have to... Like, I understand that the developers wanted me to go to the church and save and do it that way, but I'm an old man. I ain't got time for that. So I just save whenever the hell I want. And I can, you know, if I screw up, then I can I can easily fix it. And so <laughs> I've been using this $400 uh, console, or I guess $650, because I got the, the high-end one. Uh, in order to play my super old Genesis games, but I don't, I don't mind. It's just so good. I love that game. All right, let's talk about a game what, that we go ahead. One thing for you for Emu Deck, if you want to even faster do a save state, I think you can do it with holding select and pressing R one. You can, and I don't like doing that. And here's the reason why okay. I don't like doing that because I never, I always, I always think, okay. Which one was it? Was it this one or that one, which loads a state? And I have overwritten a save state by accident by doing that button combo. And I was like, oh, no, now I'm screwed. Like, I meant to load a state, and I just saved a state where the boss just killed me. And because I'm using save states, I'm not really going to the churches and saving and stuff like that. So it completely is like it's erased. Somebody told me last time you can go back and undo a save state that you've done. I have no idea how to do that. Somebody said that at like in the live live stream and I was like, Oh really? But I haven't looked into how to do that. But yeah, I, I don't like to do that. I like to click in and use the menu or um, what I'll probably yeah. end up doing is set up like my left trackpad to be like a, a menu that I can bring up and do save and, and load that way. But uh, I will say this, um, Shining Force is a game that does not respect your time, and there's a whole <laughs> lot of yep, 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 
And if you want to like get through that stuff fast because you already know the story and that kind of stuff, the fast forward is just chef's kiss. Like it's so good. I love that stuff. So, um, MU deck is fantastic. Um, retro gaming on the steam deck. It's uh, just in general is fantastic, but I'm not doing that. Create that's, that's too risky for me. Uh, Rich. I get it. <laughs> you, you, you only need to get burned once and then that's it. You, you're going to the menus. Yeah. I'm with you. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's talk about a game that we've both played, and that is uh, Golf Club Wasteland. Uh, I had never heard of this, and it was like really cheap, I think, on Fanatical at some point, which we'll talk about Fanatical in a minute. And I ended up picking it up, and it's like, boy, I don't even know if I would describe it as a game. Why don't you tell people about it real quick? Okay, yeah, I agree. It's a little tough to describe. So it is very story-rich. Um, and, and in that way that you can even play it without like a par, you can just, just golf indefinitely, uh, mm-hmm. or, you know, as many strokes as you need to get to the hole. Um, uh, but it is, uh, the story I would say is something has happened on earth and basically a select few have been you know, transported to Mars to, to live and they're not living the best life. It's, it's hard. You only get 30 seconds to shower, uh, you're drinking uh, urine water that's been distilled, and it's talking through. I guess the story is a little bit like Bioshock, right? Like, mm-hmm. what happens when it's? I don't know. How would you describe? I guess the the organization or the like politics around that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not as far as you into the game. I, I've only played a little bit, and I was like. This is really I can I can totally understand how people could sit and play this for like hours and hours and hours, but then I got distracted by something else. Um, the visuals are striking. Like when you play this game, you're like, "Wow, that's really cool! I love the way it looks." And you're right, yeah, you can play without like par or anything. So the story is kind of escaped, like it's lost on me because I haven't really spent much time in it. But the time that I have played the golf aspect of it is really interesting and there's like no losing you could just keep playing it's so weird yeah i think it's you know like i said to focus on the story Mm -hmm. just human life being wiped out and and you know what it means for only the ultra rich to survive right Um, and then you come back to earth to go to go golfing (laughs) in your space yes with a jetpack yes exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really interesting game, and I like it. I don't know if I'm going to go back to it, uh, not because it's not good, but it just didn't hold my attention, and that's really more of like a build problem than in anything else because I have like zero attention span. So like when I was playing, I was like, oh, this is really cool. Okay, I'm going to go do something else, and I never picked it back up again. I, I like it. I would recommend it. It's a short game if you're doing sort of the no par thing. Mm-hmm. If you're if if you are doing it sort of normal mode, it can it, it takes a while to get all of the all of the goals. But otherwise, it, it it can be like a three hour game. I'd say. Yeah, and I didn't play it even for that long. Uh, long <laughs> enough to to think that I would rather be playing Curse to Golf, not because this is bad, but because I just like uh, the the aesthetic of Curse to Golf so much more. Um, although that game, I still have yet to beat the first boss because I just keep losing over and over. And it's not that he's so much better than me. It's that like, I'll be just kicking his tail 
and then I will just hit the ball into the water over and over and over again, and then he'll slowly catch up and pass me, and I'll be like, man, that game is so frustrating. <laughs> I've only I've only played a little bit, but I've heard it's very, very challenging. It is, but it's super fun, and uh, I love the music, and I love, I mean, 16-bit art style to me is always like, you you just you get my attention real fast that way. And I don't I don't even know why. I know that there's a nostalgia factor there, but it, it's just so good. Anyway, uh let's move on to deals on deck. And this is where we usually talk about where um a deal that you can find. And I again I was in a rush, so I forgot to put this in the actual description. But at the end of the show, after the show, I will put this in the description so people can can use it. Uh, but this is the Fanatical Heroic Bundle, and there's a couple of really good games in here. One of the games I talked about last week, I talked about it extensively, is this roguelike, roguelike, roguelite. Yeah, I'm going to say roguelite. Um, uh, Fury Unleashed. Uh, and I talked about that a bunch last week, and that is included in this bundle. So the way that these bundles work is you pay five bucks or whatever and you get all of these games now sometimes on fanatical they're like pick the games that you want and that's not that doesn't look like it that's the case with this particular one uh but it has fury unleashed the big con wife quest which i don't know anything about that uh virtuaverse which i don't know anything about that new and tasty odd world um odd world strangers wrath uh rogue heroes main assembly rage and peace and the swindle you get all those games I would get this just for Fury Unleashed, knowing nothing about most of those other games. Uh, Fury Unleashed is is awesome for five bucks, and you get all this other stuff. Have you played any of these, Rich? Any of these jump out at you as awesome? I've played New and Tasty, Abe's Odyssey. It's really, really good. Is that the uh, side-scrolling one? Or is the original. That... It's, the, it's the first one remade for kind of modern sensibilities. Oh, okay. All right. So is it that's the that's like uh, from behind like a 3D camera kind of thing, not the side scrolling one. No, it it is side scrolling. Oh, it is. So okay. it's yeah, it's and it, have you played the original the side scrolling one? So I, okay, I have no idea if I've played the original or not. I played an Odd World game, but I don't know which Odd World game that I played. If that makes sense. Okay. So this one you are. This is probably a lot of them because I think I've only played this one really. But this one, you're saving other uh, people of your species or other beings of your species from being like, you know, made into food, basically. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I love the art style. It's really, really good. Uh, especially yeah. those, those. I like a lot side scrollers that have like a th like that they're 3D games, but told from the side scrolling perspective. I always love that as an art style. This looks uh, really, really pretty, and it, they have all new cutscenes and stuff, uh, which is cool. And I really like the animation for like the way that Abe moves in the game. I li I like that a lot. So for five bucks, I and I promise I will get you get uh, use the code in the description after the show because I I screwed up and should have had that there. But um, you can get that and Fury Unleashed for five bucks, and then all these other games that may or may not be awesome. I think that that's uh, worth it. And you don't have to rush and do it right now because it's on sale for another 18 days uh, before we have to worry about that. All right. Are you ready to talk about patch notes? 
Let's do it. All right. Uh, so I love patch notes. I love seeing what's what's coming for us. And I wonder with uh, usually we talk about the Steam Deck clients uh, and updates there. This is going to be talking about Steam on the desktop getting an update, and it's a big update in my opinion. Uh, and let's let's talk about this. So let me bring these up on screen. Uh, here we go. It says uh, the Steam client beta has been updated with the following changes. There's a bunch of stuff there, and then Steam input updated the desktop version of the controller configurator to use the new interface rather than the big picture version. This includes a visual update to the new to the UI. More accessible terminology, improved visualization of dead zones, and a new interface setting up virtual menus with previews in the UI. Uh, and then the other stuff is just more more stuff that's not nearly as interesting. But this thing right here, do you think, Rich, and I think obviously I'm telegraphing what I think about this. Do you, do you mm-hmm. think, and feel free to let us know in chat as well, everybody, do you think that... Valve is getting ready to give us the SteamOS UI in, like, fully in um, desktop mode when you go into big picture mode. That That's tough. I think this is very much in line with what Valve does, which is a bit at a time, right? And they'll do it based on what they think is pri- prioritized. So for some reason, and I think really the c- controller configurator... I say for some reason, I think that reason is because they've added features that just do not exist in the desktop version, including some of those visualizations for the dead zones. And so I think this became a huge priority for them to move over to the desktop. And I think that they'll continue to do this where they will move things over piecemeal, but also they have other priorities as well. So for me, there's no telling when they will end and we will have this version of Steam now, I do think, okay, so I, I guess I need to clarify just a little bit. I don't think that they're going to replace the interface that we all are used to on, say, like the just desktop Steam. But in big picture mode, I think that they will replace, because big picture mode, when it came out, I was like, oh, I am a fan of this. But then I started like seeing things like, ah, I don't like the way that this does. I don't like the way that that does. Using uh, the Steam Deck, that that user interface is so much better than the old big picture mode. And I think that Valve, you know, if they bring this this one piece, it just makes sense for them to bring almost everything else over and just replace big picture mode, which we know that they said they were going to do eventually. Right. Valve has over and over surprised me at how fast they move. <laughs> like, you're sitting there and they're like, for example, when when we saw the beta for um for, for when they uh, when they fixed uh the docking issues that we were running into, and that was like in preview mode. I was like, okay, well, it's in preview mode. How long is it going to be in preview mode? Oh, a week. It was like, it. are you kidding me? Like, holy cow, they move <laughs> so fast. And so, I think that we're going to start seeing that stuff much faster. Oh, Cobra in chat just said something really impressive or interesting their performance overlay on desktop steam client i don't know enough about the performance overlay to say whether or not that's possible that would be a game changer for me personally because 
it allows you as the end user to say, okay, I'm going to change this setting. How is this affecting how my game's running? Because I don't know what MIP mapping does and all this other cra- Like, I don't know that stuff. <laughs> I just say, all right, I'm play the game. And, oh, it, it, it's low frame rate. Okay, I'll lower the resolution. Maybe that's going to fix it. I'll lower the, like, I don't know what to do. When you get that exact, like, that frame timeline, that tells you exactly what you need to know. So that's huge. What do you think, Rich? I, I agree. This would be clutch. And I've I've used RTSS Revo Tuner. And I and what's the other one? There's a there's a campaign. Oh, hardware info, HW info. Mm-hmm. So those two apps on Windows you use together to get a performance overlay, and it's it's too much work for me. Like this, right. just being able to hit a button on Steam and turn on the overlay, I love it. Absolutely, yeah, I I think so. Um, and, and I feel like Valve is. Somebody said this in our community Discord. Uh, they said something along the lines of, "Do you think we're going to see?" They called them Steam boxes, but I think what they meant was uh, Steam uh, Steam machines again. Yeah, I don't know if Valve is going to ship a console, but it, this is what they would do if they were going to ship a console: is they would they would do that kind of thing, so that when you sit down and use your 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 system, um, and it would just be a Linux PC, you know. Uh, if you sat down and used it, you would have that information so you could easily change it, and it would be that same thing. I feel like that's the direction that Valve's moving, but I don't I don't have anything to back it up. Yep, and I don't – I agree with you. I don't know if they'll make a console, but they've played around with it, and there are a few – you know, reportedly, there are a few theme consoles that they've made prototypes in their office. Oh, okay, so you're not talking about the Steam machines that, where they were just licensing the name. Correct. Oh, okay. It's Valve Valve made, but they're prototypes. So, you know, maybe yeah. we'll see them in a few years. Maybe we'll never see them. Right. Or maybe, maybe this is that thing that they decided, you know what, let's just make it handheld. Uh, and, you know, maybe the Switch was really popular and they said, you know, that box that we got sitting in Gabe's office, let's turn that into a handheld and ship that. And so maybe we'll yep. never see this in a box. And they said, oh, well, we'll put, we'll do a dock and then we're done with it. They don't have to build a box but at the same time you could get something just as powerful as this without a screen without a battery for a lot cheaper than this and people could use that to play games on and with and if it played the same games as this that would be really compelling very tempting what was that i couldn't hear you i said very tempting oh absolutely um Somebody in chat says uh, Steam Controller 2 would be neat, but you also could use the Steam Deck itself as a controller for your PC. I mean, I, I've tried that. I don't like the way that works, and I don't like holding this if I'm not looking at the screen. Like, I would prefer to have it be a separate controller. Do you think? Uh, did, were you a Steam Controller guy, uh, 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 Rich? I, I was, and the lack of a right analog stick was challenging, so I still have my Steam Controller, but... I. Without the right analog stick, I don't use it anymore. So I would love a Steam Controller 2 that has the right analog stick, that has sort of the capacitive sticks so that we can still use gyro on when we're using the sticks. Yeah, I would want that. And honestly, in my opinion, like that is the only reason that like the lack of a D-pad and a stick is the failure of the Steam Controller. Uh, of course, the lawsuit on top of that, but... The fact that it didn't have those things scared people away. Like they were like looking at that thing and they said, 
I don't know how that's going to work. Like, I can't get used to playing a game without a stick. Are you are you crazy? That's never going to work. And then they wouldn't try it. And so it didn't sell well, right? And then you combine that with the fact that they got sued. So then they were just like, ah, screw it. We'll sell them all at five bucks a piece. And I've got two of them um, because I, I loved the Steam controller. It was, for a long time, my favorite controller. But if it had a D-pad and a right stick and the track pads just yank the screen out of this thing and put it all together ergonomically. Oh man, that would really change. Like if they did that, then I would guarantee a hundred percent that we would get a little box from them that said whatever, whatever the steam box or whatever they would call it. Agreed. Yep. All right, let's move on from that and talk about the steam deck client beta update. So this is now moving from the PC to the actual uh, handheld. And there was a couple things in here that uh, that jumped out at me. So let me bring this up on the screen. Uh, the update for the Steam Deck beta and preview channels includes new features that are still being tested. You can opt in. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, this is huge. And you had a really great thought about this. They can now bring up and you can see exactly what parts are in your Steam Deck. So whatever Steam Deck you have, if you are, are in this, this uh, beta or preview update or essentially later i'm sure that it'll it'll make its way to stable probably tomorrow um if you look you can see exactly what parts are in your steam deck and it lists it lists off a few of them uh what what was the thing that you added to the show notes about this because i was like oh i never even thought of that so i'm wondering if the d brand magnetic uh magnet versus fan issue caused them to either make this update or to it, maybe they had it in the backlog and they were like, let's let's get it out as soon as possible. Because the only way that you could tell if you had the Delta or the Huang fan before this was you had to open up the Steam Deck. And I know a few people that opened it up just to see which fan they had. And so now you can just check in, in your system settings and you can see which fan you have. I checked mine. I actually have two Steam Decks and it turns out I have one of each. I was testing the Project Kill Switch on the one with the Huang fan. I didn't test it with the Delta fan. So I have one of each. Now you can all see which fan you have with this update. Yeah, and so it shows you the thermal module, the fan, the speaker module, the power supply, um, which SSD you have, which LCD you have, what what uh, thumbstick of assembly you have um, bo- on both sides, your controller board, and what RAM you have. And they have the supplier name, they have the part number, it is incredibly transparent. This is this is really awesome because, listen, I know that there were people that were really upset when Valve said, hey, uh, we found a way, that's the wrong button, we found a way to make the Steam Deck a little bit cheaper and get our hands on some parts a little bit faster by replacing this part, which with with a slightly slower part, and you're not going to see any issues because it's bottlenecked elsewhere. And there are a lot of people who are really mad about that. But you know what? And I have, I'm not, I don't have any, like there's no, nothing written anywhere. I guarantee that's happened on the Nintendo Switch, on the Xbox, on the PlayStation. They do that stuff all the time and they don't tell anybody. They don't tell anybody. Valve came out and said it. They're like, hey, we replaced this with a, with a slower part. You're not going to see any difference, but we did replace it with a slower part, so we wanted to tell you. And now you can see exactly what it is. So 
uh, I'm very uh, interested in like how we can see the Steam Deck change over time as like you know people buy one you know at, uh, next year you know in 2000 like June 2023 or something and they open that up and they look at what assembly do they have for the left controller like did that change at all because it said assembly A for my for both of mine and I'm like is there an assembly B like did they did they make some right. kind of change there very interesting to me all right uh, so let's move on and uh, I think that that's super interesting uh, let's talk about this tweet from the game awards which is Man, Valve is just killing it with the number of people who are playing on Steam. Uh, let me bring this up. Steam had over 30 million concurrent users today. That is a new record. 30 million. 30 million people playing on Steam. And there's a lot of people out there who look at the Steam Deck and they see how awesome it's doing. But... They are forgetting about all the people who are playing just on their desktops all the time. 30 million. I mean, how many that I mean, that's concurrent in one day. I'm very curious. What do you think? How do you think that compares to the consoles? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I haven't thought about that. I would think I would think that the consoles are doing a little bit better, but I really I have had not given that any. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't think about it until I said it, like, right now. Because, like, you look at, say, the Nintendo Switch, and the Nintendo Switch has sold over 100 million units. A third of all Switch users playing at the same time? I don't think so. That Like, that's tough. Right. Like, that's a really yeah. big ask. Maybe, I mean, maybe on a day when, a, a, like, the, the new... Zelda game comes out like maybe that would be the case but 30 million people all playing on Valve's platform that that is really really interesting and I think that it's it's doing uh it's doing very very well um with a million of those people being you know Steam Deck users all right so anyway I just thought that that was an interesting number 30 million that's just Go ahead. What you? I can see you're about to say yeah. something. <laughs> I'll also add. It was a big week too, right? In terms of game releases, so there was uh, on the top sellers, Modern Warfare Two appeared twice. There was Persona Five Royale. Mm -hmm. uh, RimWorld had a big DLC with Biotech. Football Manager 2023 was in the top ten also, and so was Uncharted, which I think got released last week, as well as Gotham Knights and Red Dead Redemption Two. Wow, that, that a is big, a big. It seemed like a big week. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like a big week for news stuff, but for releases of new games that are on PC, that is a lot of really big games all coming at the same time. So uh, how do you feel about those PlayStation games coming to because because like what was what, one of those that you listed off was a was a game that was a, previously a PlayStation exclusive? I heard you say it and I was like. Which one was it? Oh, just Uncharted. Uncharted. Yeah, thank you. Uncharted, that was a PlayStation exclusive, and now we're able to play it on PC, stuff like that. Like, Sony has really been leaning into the PC space, and I think they even said that they're making a lot of money over there Yeah, uh, yep. in the PC space. 
Do you think they, I mean, I think that they just continue to do this even more. Do you think the window from when it releases on PlayStation to when it releases on PC continues to shrink? Or do you think that they want to make sure that they give people only one option at the very beginning for a while? Do you think that that's going to shrink or stay the same? That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to find to see whether or not it's going to shrink. So with Uncharted and with The Last of Us, it was a smaller window than the other ones. But these are re- these are remakes, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe they felt more comfortable shrinking that window for remakes. But I'd like to see. I, I have a I have a PS5, but I still have. I'm having some God of War envy with Ragnarok around the corner, mm-hmm. and I don't really want to play it on my PS5. I want to wait until I can get it on PC and play it there. So I would like to see the window for, I want to see God of War Ragnarok come out in let's say six months and we're still waiting on horizon forbidden West. So I want to see that too. Yeah. We saw that, uh, what was it? Silent Hill two is getting a remake and like there was a bunch of silent Hill stuff announced. And I think that if I, I could be wrong about this, but I think most of it was, uh, PlayStation, uh, exclusive and I'm sure it'll come to PC later. And I saw a lot of people who were like, well, I'm uninterested because it's not coming to PC. Well, no, it's it's not coming to PC now. I'm sure it'll come later because Sony has been moving that direction. And I got so many games to play that if a game comes out and, I, and it's not on a platform that I want to play it on, then I can just wait until later. Uh, although I will say I've been playing my, my uh, PS5 a little more uh, lately. Oh, look at this. I just got these. You guys probably can't see it. I got the dark plates from D brand uh, and they look so cool. It looks like a different, it looks like a different machine. It's so much better. Um, but anyway, um, I've been playing it a lot more lately because my son uh, wanted to play overwatch and he plays on the PlayStation. So it was just easier for me to play it on, on, on PlayStation. But like those games, the, like the silent Hill, I'll just wait until it comes to PC. I'm in no rush to play it. Uh, although, you know, people are like, I want to play it on my Steam Deck, and I understand that. Do you really want to play a horror game on this? Like, it's a little tiny screen, and if something scares you, you might throw it. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you into horror games at all, Rich? Not really. I, I, You know, I mentioned Cultic at the top, but the atmosphere comes secondary, secondary to me. I really am, like, I'm deep into mechanics, and yeah, usually I'm not going to go into, into a horror game because it's a horror. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I am usually not super into horror games either just because I don't like gross stuff. And they usually have lots and lots of gross stuff. And if the game has a good enough story or good enough moments of me being scared, I will tolerate the gross stuff for that. Um, my favorite example is Alien Isolation. I love that game. That game is amazing. I, and I tolerate the gross stuff for the way it makes me feel because it made me feel scared. Same thing with Resident Evil 7. When I played Resident Evil 7, um, and if you have not played Resident Evil 7, like cover your ears for 15 seconds. But the moment when you get your your arm chopped off with the uh, with the chainsaw, I was like... Like literally I, I leaned, I'm not going to do it now because I got a microphone, but I leaned like way back in my chair and I was like, oh, I was freaking out. It was so crazy. Uh, not just gross, but scary at the same time. I like to be scared. I don't like gross stuff. So 
um it, i'm always like dancing that line on uh right. on horror games and I, i'm definitely looking to looking forward to uh callisto project and uh, i heard a lot of people talking about the the dead not cells space. space thank you dead space remake looking forward to that as well have you did you play that one i didn't but i saw you know i've seen all of the like fanfare for it and at this point i'm hyped for at least for callisto Protocol. All right. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost. And the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, let's move on to upcoming games. You added a couple of upcoming games to the list. Uh, one of them is that um, that PlayStation uh, used to be a PlayStation exclusive, and it's coming out on October 27th, which I believe is Thursday. Um, oh. Yeah, it is Thursday. I know that because I'm going to go see whose line is it anyway on that day. I'm very excited for that. That um, is awesome. Yeah, I'm super hyped for that. I love that show. Anyway, Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Now, I have to admit, I have never once played any of the Sackboy games. Uh, are, they're not all called Sackboy. What, they have a different name. Little, little, little Big Planet. Yeah, 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 I've never played any of the Little Big Planet games. None. Zero zilch. Yep. Um, yep. Why do I want to play this? Tell me. I got you. All right. I got you. So let me even say that if you have played Little Big Planet and you don't like Little Big Planet, this is different. This is a spinoff. Sackboy is the star. And this time it's a Super Mario 3D World style game. So it's got this isometric view, but it's a platformer through and through. I would say it's even better than Super Mario 3D World, you know, for my my two cents. But that's what it is. It's a platformer with an isometric view. There's some collectibles and things like that. But it, I, I had fun with it the whole way through. And also, it's co-op. So if you're playing, you want to play with one of your kids or something like that, it's perfect. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. And it, it looks very cool. So is it's it's side-scrolling, right? It's not – is it side-scrolling? It's, it's, it's like eight directions. So most okay, of the time, okay. you'll, be going to, you'll be going left to right. But you can also go from, you know, from – Front to back or up to down. So they'll go each of those directions. So more, for, I, I guess the way I would describe it is more like um, Super Mario 2D Land than Super Mario Brothers. Correct. Okay, yep, just cool. Like that. All right. And, and not like Super Mario 64 where it's just you go wherever you want. Yeah. More like, like you said, the, the one that's on 3DS, mm-hmm. 2D Land or 3D Land, and then the one that's on Wii U, which is 3D. Yeah. All right. That sounds awesome. And it, the fact that it's a uh, multiplayer, that sounds really good at uh, 60 bucks. Like um, I'll probably wait for a sale because that seems kind of, yeah. kind of steep for me. Um, That's fair. They, they wouldn't, they would not hurt themselves by putting out a demo 
you know, like put out a demo so that we can try this stuff and then you'll probably sell more games. If your game, I've said this a million times, if your game is good, a demo will help your game. If your game is bad, a demo will hurt your game. And anytime a game, like I know you're telling me this is a good game. Anytime a game doesn't have a demo makes me think maybe it's not a good game. Uh, So there's that. And then there's this one, Faith the Unholy Trinity. I almost feel like this is a horror game that I would have played, but like on my Commodore 64, like I love the art palette to this is fantastic. Have you played this before or is just something that you're interested in? So I have not played it. I saw that it's the newest game by New Blood Interactive, and I love I love those guys. They make they made a, is it Dusk, a Medieval, Ultra Kill. So they've been doing all of these retro first person shooters. And now, like you said, this is something that maybe you would have played on the Commodore or something. Like that. It mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of Maniac Mansion, but yeah, horror, right? Horror themed. So I kind of don't know what I'm gonna get into, but I bought this and I'll be playing it tonight. So I'll, I'll let you know. It looks really good. It looks interesting. I am interested in it only for like the the color palette that they're using reminds me of when I was a kid. But then they have like they had a screenshot a minute ago where like there's a lady who had a hand coming out of her face. (laughs) And like it's not it's not realistic. Right. But it's still when I looked at I was like, "Ah, it's gross. I don't like it. (laughs) I'm such a I'm such a baby. even with that uh, limited palette, limited resolution, you still have that sort of uh, aversion, I guess, to, to the gory stuff. Uh, yeah, people in chat, I know, I know that the the sound is cutting a little bit at the end of some of his sentences, and I, I don't want to make a big deal of it. Yes, I'm aware. Thank you for letting me know, guys. Um, <laughs> Fender one seventy eight in chat says, "Oh wow, it looks like an Apple II game." Yes, that is. It reminds me of uh, Oregon Trail. When I was a kid, like, you know, we would get to go down to the computer lab at school and play Oregon Trail and see if we could make it across. And somehow that counted as education (laughs) Uh, back in the day. We played Oregon Trail and all I ever did was buy a million bullets and go out in the woods and shoot all of the animals that I could. (laughs) And then we would all die because we didn't have anything else that that we that we needed so uh don't play oregon trail like me but yes this is that's the same aesthetic that i was getting from this and i i should have said apple 2 instead of commodore 64 uh that's too funny um <laughs> awesome yeah and uh thump 2010 says I, I like to be scared but not grossed out and yeah i'm i'm the same way all right well that's hey fair. man Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, remind everybody where, again, they can find your stuff. And it is already linked in the uh, description down below. You just click on Fan the Deck. Uh, but tell them where they can find yeah, you. Yeah, with the, with the new YouTube handles. That's yes, right, which so I, I really <laughs> want to know what YouTube's doing there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so I am at Fan the Deck on YouTube, on Twitter. I guess that's all I have right now. But that's where I am. I'm covering Steam Deck every single week. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Rich. It was really fun having you. And uh, listen, everybody, if you want to get these these episodes of the show without any ads in them, like if you're listening to the show on your favorite podcaster or a podcast player and you're hearing an ad in the middle of the show, hey, you can get it without the, sh- without the ads for as little as a buck a month by heading on over to patreon.com slash nerdnest. And not only that, but you get all of my other shows over there as well. So make sure that you check that out. And uh, I do an almost daily micro podcast called Games with Bill. 
where you guys can check that. It's usually about 10 minutes long, and I talk about one topic in the gaming industry. Uh, but that's it from me and from Rich here on the Nerd Nest and talking about On Deck and PC Gaming. Hope to see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Bill. <laughs>